and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. I'm so thankful that you are here, and welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. It's no accident that you are here, friend, and I just am so thankful that you want to think about God's Word with me today. I would encourage you not to run off quite yet. Stick around and let's see what the Lord has for us today as we spend time in His Word. I continue to pray for all of you daily, even though I don't know who you are, but God knows. He knows exactly who you are. He knows what you're going into, what you're in the middle of, what you're coming out of, and He is faithful, and He loves us, and He has graciously given us His Word so that we can know the truth. And I love what Jesus said. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It is so important for us to be in His Word, friends, and especially if we claim to be Christ followers. Um, if you have, if you say that you are a Christian but have no desire to know more of the one who has given you salvation and the opportunity of eternal life, then you might need to rethink that. Do you really understand what he's done? Are you really thankful? Do you really want to know him more? And um, I see that in the world today. You know, when people say, oh, I, I don't, I'm a believer in Christ, but I don't have time for Bible study. I don't have time for prayer. God knows I love him and that's it. Well, that's a dangerous spot to be in. And I'm not talking about that we have to do so many hours or so many minutes or so many things, but um, it's about the heart with God. So if if God knows and you can feel that you are truly wanting to seek him and know more of him, um, that's a good thing, friend. And he will he will help you carve out that time. He has multiplied my time when I think I don't have a spare minute. But if you deny yourself and purpose, nope, I'm going to spend this time with him. I've seen him in my life help me to get things done and things uh, understand things that I couldn't have if I would have spent uh, a much longer time. And so I just want to encourage you in that today. Please consider sharing this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may receive a blessing from it. And know that I really do love to hear from you. So if you feel so lit, send me a message sometime and let me know what God's doing as you're spending more time with him. Well, our verse for the day for February the 15th, 2024 comes from the letter of 1 John. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Oh, friends. There's a lot of stuff here, and so I'm excited for us to park here and see what we can uh, know, see what we can learn uh, by the help of God's Spirit. You know, we talked about yesterday that um, it's hard for people, uh, and they just can't accept or understand the things of God, statements like this, or or the things that God tells us in His Word because uh, they don't have His Holy Spirit within them. Uh, or they've not been swayed by the Spirit. And so um, if we can get 
any bit of understanding of anything. It comes from him and his spirit. And I'm excited for us to park here and see what we can learn. We are in this letter of First John, and this is in that group of general letters. You know, I've told you before that the New Testament begins with the four Gospels, then it moves to the book of Acts, which is early church, church history, and then it moves to Paul's letters. There's 13 of those, and then to the general letters. There's eight of those written by men who are not Paul. And then we move into that book of Revelation, which is that New Testament prophecy. It's the last book of the New Testament. This letter of 1 John is in that general letter group. John wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, the Gospel of John, and the book of Revelation. So God used him mightily uh, to share the good news about Jesus and his plan for, uh, and God's plan and how he loved us so. And I'm so thankful that we get to read these things. I love to read. Of course, you know I love all the words and all the verses and all the scripture. But I really love it when we are in John's writings. You will hear these if you do much studying. You may hear these three letters discussed as the Johannine epistles. And that's just a fancy way to say that these are letters written by John. And there's not really anywhere that he says, I, John, wrote these letters, uh, but those earliest church historians confirm that he wrote these, and it's thought that he wrote these much later. He was the longest surviving apostle, and uh, remember that Jesus chose from his disciples 12 men whom he called apostles, and he gave them authority to... uh, authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and authority to heal every disease and every affliction. And those men walked with him and talked with him and worked with him and served with him. They saw his miracles in person. And let us not um, gloss over the fact that the the one who was writing this letter walked and talked with Jesus. And he describes himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I, I've told you this before. I don't think that was because he was arrogant. I think it was because he knew the weight of what Jesus had done for him. Uh, this John uh, was a fisherman. He and his brother James were called by the Lord Jesus. They were in their father. They were with their father Zebedee when the Lord called them and he, they left everything and followed him. This same John is different than John the Baptist, and we've talked about that before, but he was in that kind of inner circle. Peter, James, and John uh, often were with the Lord Jesus. He is the one that um, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked to his mother who was at the foot of the cross and said, woman, here's your son, and to John and said, here's your mother. And scripture says that from that day forward, John took Mary into his home and took care of her. So Jesus entrusted the care of John to, of, of his mother to John. And so that says a lot about their relationship. Um, we know that John was the oldest surviving apostle, and uh, it's thought that he wrote his gospel in these letters when he was much older, and he was described as the elder. Um, he was thought to have been the youngest apostle called, but then God allowed him to live long to be this leader and a pillar of a church and the elder. And he uh, has this very grandfatherly tone in these letters, these epistles. Um, his gospel is uh, has a different flavor as well compared to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so I just love it when we get to spend time here. His, his um, 
letter, First uh, John, opens up in this way. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things to you so that our joy may be complete. And I love what John says toward the end of his letter when he tells us why he wrote this. Another reason he wrote it in 1 John five thirteen, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. He so wanted us to know. He wanted everyone to know. Um, And so I'm excited for us to be here. And then in this section that we're getting into in chapter two, he's reminding the people that are receiving this letter that Jesus is our advocate. He is that propitiation, that appeasement for our sins. He, He laid down his life for that. And At the beginning of this chapter 2, John talks about the difference between darkness and light and how you could tell um, who's in the darkness and who's in the light, and it has to do with love. And he reminds the older men and the younger men and the children uh, about how they can know um, that their sins have been forgiven. He says, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know whom, him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. And then from there he jumps in because they are in Christ, because they have overcome the evil one. He then reminds us of of something very important in our verse for the day, uh, where he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. And um, I think he begins to make it very clear that, you know, that the things of the world and the influence of the world is not of God. It's of the evil one. Doesn't mean we don't love the people. It's the things of the world. So let's park here and see what else we can learn. So as we read this verse again, we read, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. So we have to be very careful. Listen to this. It says, for all that is in the world the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is, is but is from the world. And this world is, I'm sorry, and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. I love that the Lord through the, his Holy Spirit gave John this clarity to be able to write this, that um If we love the things, if we seek after the things of this world, um, and that is our focus, that is our mindset, and that's what we strive for, we're missing it. We are missing it because he says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Um, 
And he tells us why the desire, all that is in the world. And we see this, don't we, in our culture today, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life. Um, it's not from the Father, but is from the world. Uh, Jesus had talked about when this similarly, of course, when he said, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy um, and thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Um, we are just sojourners or journeyers here on this earth, but our true citizenship is in heaven, as we read, and I just love that. Um, but it's a reminder that the things, the material things, are short. Our life is short. Those things will pass away, um, but the things of God are what last forever. And John also, toward the end of this letter, reminded us um, this is another reason uh, that it's just so important for us not to follow the things of the world and uh, to be so enamored by those things and to be so caught up in those things because we see um, in 1 John five nineteen he says, we know that we believers, we believers, are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So those of us who are followers of God, who um, keep our eyes and our hearts and our minds stayed on him, are, are just, um, just travelers through here. But the devil does have a hold on the world. That's why, and it's just for a short time, though, uh, but that's why there's darkness that's why um, all of these things that the world likes, the pride and the power and the uh, prestige and uh, the love of money. It's not that money is bad, but it's the love of money and all these material things. Those are from him. Those are flashy, but those are short lived. Those things don't last for eternity. Those things will pass away like we read in verse 17. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So how can we keep our minds stayed on him and not on the world? Well, it comes back to what we talk about over and over again. Being in his word denying ourselves, denying what our flesh wants, the flesh part of us, and seeking him. You know, we read in Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 2, he says, uh, do not be conformed to this world. So don't be like this world. Don't be put in the mold of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So how do we do that? We deny ourselves. We uh, pick up our cross daily, and that means thinking about what he's done for us and why he had to do it. He had to die on that cross because we're sinners and we needed a savior. We put him on that cross. Our sins put him on that cross. And then he went willingly and died to pay that price that we owed. And so we we pick that up. We're reminded of that. We deny ourselves and we follow him. And one of the many ways that we follow him is we spend time with him. 
We, we walk in step with him. We spend time in his word. We spend time in worship. We spend time in prayer and thanksgiving and keeping our minds and our hearts and our lives focused on him. And that's how we're uh, not conformed to this world, but we're transformed. We, uh, we, um, move ourselves out of the way and let that Holy Spirit transform our hearts and our minds as we read God's Word and as we study it and then as we live it out and share it. Um, and so this is a hard thing because the things of the world are flashy, but if we can uh, be reminded that those things are passing away. And some will argue and say, but didn't God make the world? And didn't he say that everything was good? Yes, he did. We talked about that, but that was before sin entered the picture. That's before the devil came onto the scene and um, people took uh, man's word and, uh, I'm sorry, people took the uh, serpent's word over God's word. And then it all started falling apart and all started going downhill. But aren't you thankful for his grace? Aren't you thankful for his mercy? Aren't you thankful for his restraint that he has just not wiped us all out the first time that we sinned? That he knew while we were yet still sinners and even before we were born, Christ died for us. That was in the plan God had that plan, and aren't you thankful that he made a way for us? So why would we not want to turn away from those things of this earth, this world, the the fleshly things, the dark things, and turn to him and keep our minds and our hearts stayed on him? And friends, like I said, we do that by being in his word. Stick memory verses, stick Bible verses where you can see him. Put those things before your eyes. Listen not to the things of the world. World, but listen to godly things. Listen to his word. Uh, listen to um, music that honors him and uplifts him. Read things that honor him and uplift him. And um, I tell you, I've always loved to read. Um, I've I've just enjoyed that so much. But I found recently, in, in recent years, as much as I love to read fiction and that sort of thing, I, I have not been really permitted to do that in my spirit because I think I have very limited time. And so the time that I have to read needs to be spent um, uh, reading God's Word, filling my mind with the most important thing, not with these other things. Now, I'm not saying that's for you, but that's a personal conviction for me. There's lots of books that I would really like to read, but when I sat down and think, oh, I'd like to read this for pleasure, I thought, whose pleasure am I am I here for? Um, God works in us like we read uh, a couple of days ago, to will and to work according to His good pleasure. And so, May we keep our hearts and our minds focused on Him. May we seek Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. May we love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And may we ask for His help. He sent His Holy Spirit to help us. He knew it would be hard. He knew it would be a challenge. He knew there would be that pull. But we can walk in uh, in victory with the help of His Holy Spirit and because of what Jesus has done for us. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.